A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Today I'm joined by a young lady from Illinois in the United States of America by the name of Erikel Johnson. Erikel, a very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you for having me, Paul. I'm excited to talk to you. Okay, so listeners, what we thought we'd talk about, Erikel and I, um, under this um, Young World Game Changes episode, is the art of giving back. What? Where do we even start with that, Eric Hill? I don't know. I, I think a, a good place to start is kind of what motivates people to want to give back. Where, what mindset do you have to have in order to give back? Okay. Is it mindset or does it come from the heart? For me, it comes from the heart. Just from, you know, my experience the people who've helped me, I want to pass that forward. So it's all about reciprocating the energy that was provided to me. Yeah, yeah. And it is, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, somebody's done good to us, shown us love, kindness, support, compassion, call it what you will. And I always liken it, Erica, rightly or wrongly to sort of, you know, when the cups fall because somebody's filled our cup with positive, warm, loving emotion, then we've got something to, you know, to give to others. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. So the art of giving back. I want to, I'll tell you a good starting place here, Gal. A statement I've heard for most of my life, certainly the, you know, the, the second half of it, um, you cannot give what you do not have. What's your thoughts around that? Hmm, I, I think that's true. But to counter that, everyone has time. So you can give your time, give your skills. Even an hour of your time to show that you care about someone else goes a long way. You never know how big of an impact that little uh, hour has on someone else. Hmm. But what if we're in a place, Erica, where, you know, we alluded to in the first few minutes of our conversation here around, you know, we've had sort of support, love, guidance, compassion, call it what you will, bestowed upon us. So we've got something to give. But what if we're in a darker place where, you know, we feel like giving up and can we still give something then when we're coming from that more challenging place, do you feel? Hmm. Um, so I think. If you're, if you're coming from a dark place, it's good to share that experience, reach out for help, but also to let people know that they may not be the only one who's feeling that. Being able to share your experience helps others relate to you and feel like they're not alone. So I think even if you're in a dark place, if you share that, it can help others come out of their dark place. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So no matter, you know, where we are. But I think it's true, isn't it? It's a trait of human nature that we get caught in the comparison trap. And, you know, that we always think that our challenge and our problem is, you know, nobody else has got a problem like it. And, you know, and, and if, you know, even if they have, it's like, well, I don't want to burden you with it. I, you know, I don't want you to trouble. It's my problem, not yours. You know, why should I cast a dark shadow on what's happening to me? Um, you know, why should I rain on your play and the parade? And that's the kind of trait of human nature, isn't it? Certainly amongst the British. Does does that resonate strongly in the States with uh, with your culture, Eric Hell? Oh, absolutely. It, people sometimes, you know, hold it in. They don't want to burden anyone else and they want to appear strong. But it's good to, you know, share your experience, say how you're feeling, open up to people. Mm. I think it's fair to say, listeners, that uh, Eric L, and obviously she's on the Young World Game Changers uh, episode with this one, and uh, you've already done quite a bit of giving back, haven't you, Eric L? Do you want to open that up to us and share with us some of the things that, um, well, some of the giving back that you've done? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so mentoring is a personal passion of mine. I love to see other people develop and reach their full potential, just to have more opportunities to see what they truly like and what resonates with them. Since graduating, uh, I've started two mentoring programs, one within my, uh, my company where female engineers across the company can connect with each other and get mentors who can help take them to the next level in their career, you know, just giving them that career advice helping them prepare for interviews, stuff like that, just so they can have a network outside of just like the, the professionals. I've been reaching out to college students starting that mentoring program where they get a professional engineer to talk to, see what it's like to transition from college to their career. And it's it's been really great. I love seeing uh, people develop those relationships and get meaningful insight into what's next, what, what opportunities are out there. I love seeing the, the students find full-time opportunities and then come back to me saying, thank you, this, this particular uh, event you held, hosted, so the mock interviews and resume critique workshop really helped me. Uh, it helped me in this interview. I got this job, I love it. I just love getting that feedback and seeing people have those opportunities. Mm, amazing. I mean, that's, um, that's in obviously in a professional capacity, Eric Hell. Is, so what about life in itself? I mean, are you inv- I mean, you could say that that is life because just by the mere fact that somebody, you know, secures a job or a career move, that that's massively positively going to impact upon their life. So you could say it is, is you know, kind of life mentoring. But I was looking at it from a more generic perspective of, you know, do you get involved in mentoring people in, dare I say, life issues? Not necessarily life issues. My, my major interest is in uh, STEM, so science, technology, engineering, and math. I love STEM. So when I get a chance, I love to mentor kids and college students on what opportunities are out there. I don't necessarily give, you know, life, life advice unless they ask, but I love to just, you know, help people take it to the next level and find those opportunities. 
Yeah. The, uh, and I think actually, isn't it true that, you know, although we say, and a lot of people do answer the same way you have, Eric L, that, you know, I don't really do that kind of more generic stuff. But isn't it true that we do without probably even realizing it? Because I think when yeah. you have that inner shine within you, call it what you will, that look, you know, we seem to <laughs> repeat the same words. Well, I seem to be repeating the same words of love, compassion, guidance, you know, um, no coincidence there, I think. But, you know, when we're doing that, when we've got that within us, we kind of, it's who we are. So we just do it naturally, don't we, when we're talking and, you know, no more coincidental that I, you know, keep using those same words. It's in, it's in there. So, you know, what goes in, I'm sure there's, you, you're the, you're the scientist. It was a long time since I did my engineering degree, um, Eric L, but um, I'm sure there's some kind of Newton's law that says, you know, what's in there must come out or, you know, um, yeah, was it, what was, what was Newton's third law? Um I don't know. I can't remember. It was a long time ago when I did my engineering degree. A long time ago. <laughs> uh, we have a saying in the UK, I've been to bed since then and I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what about, um, yeah, I think, you know, also, Eric, you know, in terms of judgment, that people often sort of, attribute giving back in financial terms don't they you know when you when we mention the thing around well i give my time and my expertise there's a the, you know and i'm generalizing here playing a little bit of devil's advocate well yeah okay that's nice but how much money do you give and isn't it true that we live in a global society where there is a lot of emphasis on the on financial currency rather than dare i say emotional currency or would you disagree with that Erica? I think there's a huge emphasis on you know the financial currency uh, and I think it's very important because uh, for me personally I would have had a, a much more difficult time attending college without those donors uh, donating to my scholarship but I think there's a huge emphasis on the emotional currency too just being there supporting people being a resource for others uh, is instrumental because, I mean, although you, you know, give money, they, I, I want to phrase this right. So although you give money and everything, that's great. But if you provide a face, provide, you know, that, that connection, that emotional connection with someone, I think that carries on much longer than that financial donation. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Um, I coined a phrase um, some time ago, when you write your name in somebody's heart, it's indelible. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Because, um, you know, money's an energy, isn't it? And it comes and goes. And whilst we're, you know, we'll be immersed in gratitude for, you know, whatever that donation has meant uh, in whatever capacity, you know, it could be a, a birthday, a Christmas present, could be anything. You know, it has that kind of motivational effect. But I think when somebody writes in our hearts and it becomes indelible, then it's inspirational. It goes to a deeper level. I agree 1,000%. Ah, one right. Now then, I'm really pleased you've said that, Eric L, because many moons ago when I was doing my engineering uh, degree, 
I made exactly that same statement, you know, because I was so kind of emphatic about the, you know, 100% plus. And I made exactly what you, do you know, yeah, absolutely, a thousand percent. And this wily old lecturer said to me, Paul, waste of words. And I said, why is that then? He said, the maximum is 100%. He said that the clue is in the word percent. So I, <laughs> I kind of just have a little humorous um, dance with you on that one, Eric L, to say, well, OK, as a scientist, as an engineer, tell me about this concept called a thousand percent, because it's brought some yeah. memories back to me. <laughs> yeah, but I got you. <laughs> That's a good one. I always do one thousand percent just to provide that emphasis. Like it's a big deal. I, I agree more than more than normal. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. So, what needs do you think it meet, uh, It meets within us, Erica, when we give. You know, let's not kind of split ears in this thread around whether it's time, money, emotion, whatever it is. But when we give, as a general, what need do you feel that we're meeting inside of us as an individual? Huh. Let's see. I think as far as needs, it's knowing that we're having a positive impact somewhere that outside of everything that we're doing, you know, work-wise and, and career-wise, we're doing something that has value that will, you know, carry on beyond us. I think it's just, you know, that sense of reaching out to people and have, again, having that impact, making others feel good and being a support for someone. It's all about helping others. Uh, for me, it gives me joy to see others succeed and have that support that they, that they need. Yeah. Uh, the six human needs model uh, attributed to one of your fellow countrymen, Ericel, Tanya Robbins. Uh, I think it's a phenomenal model. It's something that I've worked with uh, in my own development over over a long time and certainly use it now in my professional uh, practice as a mentor. So um, just in case you're not familiar with those um, six human needs, and please stop me if you are, um, the first need is our need for certainty. The second need is for uncertainty or variety. The third need is for the need for significance. The fourth need is for love and connection. The fifth need is for growth. And the highest human need of all is the need for contribution. Now, isn't that interesting? The highest human need of all is the need for contribution. What is giving back, Erica, if it's not contribution? Yeah, I, you hit the nail on the head. It's being able to give to someone, extend yourself. Yeah, that contribution is key. I think all of the ones that you listed tie into, you know, giving back to some extent. Mm. There's also a train of thought within that excellent six human needs psychology model that um, if we meet three of those six needs at a, a sort of high score, for high score, read seven or above, seven out of ten, eight out of ten, nine, ten out of ten, that constitutes what's called an addiction. 
So let's just sort of play with this for a moment, if, if we may, Eric Ellen. If I could ask you for, okay, you're obviously big heart and you're giving back, the art of giving back that you, you know, you've alluded to already about how you do that. And I'm sure there's a lot more to uncover yet. Um, what, to what degree do you feel that that needs your, meets your need for certainty? The fact that you're giving back, what part does that play in the certainty need in your life? Hmm. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I feel like I keep saying hmm before each <laughs> question, but they're, they're good questions and they're making me think. So for certainty, um, I'm not sure. I guess it would just be me knowing that I, the, the certainty of having the ability to be at a point in my life where I feel like I can give back to be able to say, hey, I, I know that I have these skills, the, the, these skills that are perceived as valuable to others and could help others. So I have that certainty that I can have a meaningful impact on others. Mm -hmm. And if I'm hearing you correctly, Eric L, and far be it for me to try and sort of put words into your mouth, but what I'm also hearing and feeling from you is that not only have you got those skills and those experience, but you actually have that intrinsic motivation to want to do so. You're going to do it. You've made your mind up that you are, you're going to give. I mean, am I? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. For me, it feels weird not to give back. I, I was raised to, you know, support people, reach back and pull people along with me. I, it feels weird not to want to help others yeah, and not to actually help others. So not that it's an exact science, as I keep saying, Erica, but give me a mark out of 10 where 10 is absolutely that is me and zero is no, no, I don't relate with that at all. Well, where are you on that scale of 0 to 10? To, to your statement yeah around your your how it provides certainty in, in you know in your life you know giving back to what degree i i think it's a solid nine it giving back just makes me feel good it it lets me know that i'm doing something right yeah a solid nine right okay what about uncertainty, the second human need? You know, giving back, Eric L, how does that meet your need for variety? Or, well, yeah, you can, we can interchange the words variety or uncertainty. So if I could be allowed, you know, not wishing to guide you in any way, but to say that you're giving back to other sources. So it's not always the same source. You know, it's not always $10 a month to... I don't know, the Cats Protection League, for example. Um, it's various people, various amounts, which makes it, by definition, variety. Um, does that make sense of a context? Yeah, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And just thinking of a variety, with all of, what I do is I donate my time for the most part. And I interact with so many different people, so many different personalities. And with STEM, there's different activities and everything to do with the students and just mentoring different activities too. I, that gives me a lot of variety and it mixes up the monotony of uh, some days, you know, 
Uh, so I, I definitely get that sense of uncertainty from volunteering just through the different activities. Mm-hmm. That, that mixes up the day for me and makes it fun. Okay, so score out of 10 on Eric Hill for that? That's a 10. That's a 10, wow. Okay. What about the need, the third human need, significance? How does what you do in terms of giving back meet your need for significance? You know, defining significance as I feel very important. I don't know. I don't necessarily feel important by giving back. It's not about me. It's about helping other people and being a resource for others. Uh, I'd rate that pretty low. And I have to make sure I don't rate more than three high because I don't want it to seem like an addiction. Uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have told you that, should I? <laughs> We're going to skew the figures, listeners. We're going to skew the figures. I shouldn't have said that. I should have kept that bit till the end. Yeah, too much information too soon. Uh, but we'll play for you can't hear the, the, the scoring there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's only a bit of fun. It's only a, you know, but there is some good science behind it. And uh, as I say, at the risk of repeating, listeners, it's certainly a model I use, um, you know, in a professional capacity that holds very, very, very solid water. So low score on significance then? Erica? Yeah, I'd say... That's about a three. About three. Okay. What about the fourth need, the need for love and connection? I mean, surely it meets that connection need at a high level. Yeah. Uh, I'd say I'm at about a, an eight for that because I, I do establish some great connections with people I've, I never even would have thought to talk to before. Mm. Okay. So they, those first four are what's called the core, the basic human needs. And when they've been met, we then move on to the, the next two, which are known as the higher or the spiritual needs. And the penultimate one is the need for growth, personal growth. So by doing what you do, Eric L., to what degree do you feel that meets, meets your need for growth? I think I'd be again at a, at an eight because I'm interacting with different people, learning from uh, any mistakes that I make and the support that I've provided before. And it's challenging me to get out of my shell. So for me, I am an introvert. Some people don't believe that, but <laughs> I am. So actually meeting new people, holding uh a conversation longer than, than a minute is a challenge. So this act this actually helps me uh, put myself out there more and be comfortable with interacting with more people. Yeah, I get that. And I love what you said there about the introvert bit and how people, you know, I've had, you know, I can resonate that per, with that personally, Erica, so strongly because I've made the same statement numerous times. And people say, no, Paul, you're not an introvert. You have no, no chance. You're not really. Just because, you know, I flow or may flow or be seen to be flowing in a conversation on a podcast or whatever the context is, that I am an introvert and I like my own space. I like my own peace, my own quiet. And, you know, that solitude, that power that comes from that, 
you know, that just that knowing of being in that stillness and the clarity that it gives. So the final one, the big one then, Eric L. Drum roll, if you please, maestro. Contribution. Now, I, I hasten to say, I think I know what this score is going to be. Well, actually, Paul, you've got no right to assume that you know what that score is going to be. So put me out of my misery, Eric L. What's the score for contribution? Yeah, that's a high score. Uh, I, I'd say that would get the perfect perfect score because it's, I do feel like I'm helping others and that it's value added, the support that I'm providing. So that is very fulfilling uh, in terms of contribution. Yeah. So the disappointing news for you <laughs> is <laughs> with a 9, a 10, a 3, an 8, an 8, and a 10, you know, you are officially an addict. <laughs> you're, you're addicted to giving back. <laughs> you're addicted, and it's official, Eric L. I'll send you a certificate in the post to verify it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would agree with that. <laughs> if you talk to the people that, you know, I volunteer with, they would agree too. Mm. And, you know, that brings in, and, that, and you know what, in terms of whatever that word addiction means, inverted commas, it's not a bad one to have, is it? That's not a bad way to live your life, giving to others and, you know, en masse. It really isn't. Absolutely. Because it brings in the, the reality that in terms of our six human needs, we as humans will meet them one way or another. We will meet them one way or another. Now, the trick, the trick's even the right word, is to meet them in a positive, self-empowering way. I, I hastily use that word positive because it can be very subjective. It's very, uh, but we use it for the purpose of this. We know we're not, we're not here to have an academic debate about the merits of positivism or not as the case may be. So for me, Eric I had an alcohol addiction for decades and it met all six of my needs at a very, 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 in fact, there were tens across the board. Now, the challenge was it met them in a disempowering way, but it met them. The reality in the science is we will meet those needs. The trick is to meet them in a self-empowering way. And obviously what you're doing there Although, you know, we kind of banded around and joked about the term, you know, you're addicted to giving back. That's fine because it's empowering you, isn't it? It's, it's really fueling you as well. And uh, that's, you know, to, to have that awareness. Um, so this is why, Eric, I think that the, you know, person of this, this six human needs model is a great one for us to have. Do you have any thoughts, you know, how we've done this kind of mini exercise um, around th this model, you know, as um, and I've used the words quite a few times deliberately. The science behind it, knowing that, well, not knowing, but hoping that that would resonate with you as an engineer, as a scientist. Um, has it? Has the model resonated with you at all, Eric? Yes, I. I hadn't thought of you know defining you know the core human needs and that that opened my eyes and it's something to think about a little more to see 
how my interest in what I do kind of fits into those those human needs. Mm. Really? I wanted to go back on what you were saying about how you can have tens across the board for your human needs. One thing I wanted to contribute to that is it's okay to have tens across the board for your human needs as long as it's uplifting your mental health and your physical well-being. So in your case, your addiction wasn't doing that, but that doesn't mean that all quote unquote addictions can't fulfill the men- your mental health and uh, physical needs in a positive manner or in a healthy manner. And I think, it, and that's absolutely valid and, uh, you know, a thousand percent, Erica, what you've just said, there, a thousand percent, <laughs> it's absolutely spot on. It brings in another thing, doesn't it? The the association, the relationship that we have with words and how we've kind of played and flirted with this word addict, addiction, and how maybe the vast majority of the world would straight away hook in to a negative connotation, straight away. Absolutely, yeah. I, I myself thought of a negative thing what, as soon as you said addiction, I was like, oh, no, on, only three, no more. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, you know, listen, Erica, it's been fascinating. We haven't even scratched the surface. I'd love to invite you back so we can dig around a bit more and we can play with models and science and, you know, see how it affects life. And, um, you know, who knows, maybe you can do a mentoring, you can have a mentoring session and, you know, I can be your mentee, you know, because isn't that true that, and I say this, listeners, as part of the reasoning why we, we have um, great young people like Eric on, on, the, on the podcast show, to stretch our insights, our awarenesses, our experiences, because, you know, I'm generalizing now, and, I'm, and if I can be allowed to speak about myself in this context, you know, the older generation, inverted commas, uh, and the younger generation, there is such a big gap between us. And that gap can can be bridged, needs to be bridged. And I think it's conversations like this where we can learn off each other. And that surely is arguably one of the greatest gifts of, gifts of all of being able to give back, Eric Hill. Absolutely. I, I agree. Not 1000%, but 100%. <laughs> we, I think uh, we've both learned something in this uh, this podcast dance today, listeners. Hope you have too. So, Erikel, um, how can people find out more about you if they want to reach out to you, connect with you in any way? What's your contact details? Yeah, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn. My first name is E-R-I-C, apostrophe E-L, last name Johnson. Easy to find me, reach out, send me a message, and we can connect. I'd love to continue the conversation. Superb. So just leave us with one um, piece of advice, gem, insight. Call it what you will, Eric, as as we bring this dance to a close around, I don't know, Maybe, just maybe, if there is a, a typical piece of advice you give to your mentees or or to anyone, in, you know, let's not constrain it within a box. What, what's your one kind of parting shot for this particular episode today? 
Yeah, so in relation to giving back, now is the perfect time. You don't have to be the perfect uh, specimen or anything, uh, the best career or any situation like that to be able to give back and add value to someone else's life. Don't, don't set yourself up to think you have to be perfect to have an impact on your community, on the world. Just be out there, be yourself, and share the skills and abilities that you have. Simple as that, really, isn't it? You know, what I found over over, well, over my life, Eric Hell, even looking back, you know, the, the most powerful, profound words of wisdom are invariably the most simplest. And I think you've just proved that. So immense gratitude uh, to you, Eric Hell. Love to invite you back for another dance, so to speak, a metaphoric dance. And... Uh, 100% enjoyed the dance. <laughs> and um, <laughs> all that remains now, listeners, is to, to sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>